For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Connor Miles here, co-host of Eagles Unfiltered Podcast. As you all know, I cover the Eagles for Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated as well. And through Sports Illustrated, I was granted this phenomenal opportunity to interview two-time Super Bowl champion, the heart and soul of the Philadelphia Eagles defense from 2014 to 2020, free safety, Malcolm Jenkins. It was such a pleasure and delight to talk to Malcolm about and reflect on his Eagles career. And not only did we reflect on his Eagles career, but we talked about his fight against social justice reform, uh, equality for all, and uh, his new business venture that he's getting into that uh, he discusses on the show today as well. So uh, Malcolm was gracious enough to give us 15 minutes of his time. And again, it was all about reflecting on his Eagles career, his thoughts on Marcus Epps, who's looking to take on a larger role for the Philadelphia Eagles this season uh, in the safety room. And just, you know, what he felt about Jalen Hurts and his feelings toward Jalen Hurts as a franchise quarterback. Because as we all remember, uh, he did walk up to Jalen Hurts uh, rookie year, first official start in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Hurts goes out and beats the Orleans Saints who came to Philadelphia. That was Malcolm Jenkins' homecoming game. And he, he walks up to Jalen Hurts at the end of the game. and He goes, it's a tough city, but you're built for it. So I wanted to get his thoughts on how does he still feel that way? Does he agree that he's still built for the city? Do he think that he's going to be the franchise quarterback for this team moving forward? So we got all his thoughts for that. And again, as you all know, Eagles Unfiltered is sponsored by betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Basketball is over, but baseball is underway. If you want to win some money through the MLB, head on over to betonline.ag. Use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, and you can make some money with us as well. Betting on baseball again. That's betterline.ag promo code believe. The power. The show is powered by Believe Podcast Network. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk to Malcolm Jenkins today, and I hope you all enjoy as well. All right, so I'm Connor Miles with Eagles Maven of Sports Illustrated. Again, I am welcomed in by guest former. All pro safety for the Philadelphia Eagles, two-time Super Bowl champion, Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm, thank you so much for joining Sports Illustrated today to talk about uh, your impact off the field you're making now, even in retirement, with this new business venture you are starting, and to reflect a little bit on your Eagles career. Malcolm, thank you so much for joining the show. No problem, Colin. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Malcolm, I want to get up, start real quick with you've done phenomenal work off the field, the fight for social justice and equality. Uh, even with your playing career coming to an end, your fight doesn't end there at all. You, can you discuss to listeners your goal and plans with the recent announcement of your partnership with Bill Stone Spirits Group before we get into this Eagles conversation? Yeah, um, it's it's really simple. Um, you know, I wanted to, I, I really like whiskey. <laughs> uh, it's a part of my life. Every year I do a big fundraiser for my charity called uh, Bliss Bowties and Bourbon, because that's, you know, one of the things that I love. And through that, I've come in contact with uh, Rob Castle, who's one of the, you know, budding stars in the spirit space, especially in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, and he's with Millstone Spirit Group and New Liberty Distillery and is doing some really cool things. And um, 
and I had a very simple idea. Uh, you know, I want to make my own spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know who I want to make me help it. Uh, I reach out to Rob just to understand the, the business, the landscape, because uh, I had learned the process by going through the tours of New Liberty Distillery. I've been there about four or five times. And so now I understand what goes into it. Um, and that led into a partnership, me joining or investing in the, in the group and, and joining as a partner and now um, co-owner of New Liberty Distillery and newly acquired Faber Distillery. Um, but uh, we had a really um, good idea. Like I, I do the same thing with every project that I have is like, not only do I have the dreams and aspirations of what I want to accomplish in the, in the endeavor, but how can we have impact, um, you know, with other people? Um, as I do it, specifically those uh, people of color, right? And so we're looking at making a craft spirit. And in doing that, we have an opportunity to um, to think about quality over quantity. And when we're thinking about the quality of the ingredients, then you're coming from those smaller farms that don't do big mass productions, but do really high quality, you know, um, grains that are better for the environment, you know, GMOs, all these different things. Um, and it gave us a unique opportunity then to, sp- to specifically look for farmers who are black and brown, uh, knowing that those are the niche markets that they are usually uh, serving in, having a hard time competing against those, you know, big mass producers at lower prices and all of those things. Uh, and we can afford because we're doing a craft spirit, we're looking for niche um, um, producers like these uh, farmers. So it was just like, if we can do it, of course uh, we're going to do it. So being one of the first and, and then realizing that that we may be the first person in the sp- or group in the space to do that, to make a commitment to source their grains only and exclusively from black and brown farmers. Um, and hopefully that's something, yeah, hopefully that's something that, you know, um, people pay attention to and, and follow, but it's in the spirit of announcing it, uh, obviously on Juneteenth, these are the type of opportunities that, um, you know, we want to replicate. Let's just say by sheer chance, uh, smaller farmers out there are listening to this interview and uh, they want to get involved. How do they do so? Well, they can reach out to to, to Rob Castle uh, and all the folks uh, with Millstone Spirit Groups. But we've, we've made some connections with some of those uh, black and brown farmers, but are, de- are still looking to build out um, all of our partners in that endeavor. And so we're definitely looking for some um, yeah. So reach out to us. That uh, should be on the website, uh, all the information. Um, but we're definitely um, in the process of, of, of creating that network. And I will also link this in the Sports Illustrated article as well. Anybody that's out there listening that thinks they can fit this as well, please reach out to Rob Castle and you'll be able to do so through the Sports Illustrated article. Uh, Malcolm, now that you have time to reflect on your career and with all due respect to the legacy you built in New Orleans, the minute the pen hit the paper in Philadelphia, it felt like in 2014, you were part of the organization your whole entire career. Many free agents don't have that instant impact the moment they walk into the building the way that you did. Why was Philadelphia such an easy fit for Malcolm Jenkins? Well, it wasn't uh, an easy fit. Well, I think, well, I would say it ended, it looked easy. Uh, and I think the reason that it looked easy is because, you know, me being from the East Coast, I understand um, the ethos of the fan base, the ethos of the team and the spirit of that organization. And it's very much about blue collar, you know, a mentality that is less flash and more smash, right? Somebody who's abil- the ability to compete and, and give everything you have on the field to leave your emotions and, you know, sweat, blood, and tears into what you do. 
um, and allowing your work really to speak for yourself. That is something that fit me growing up on the East Coast, being a Jersey kid. Um, and so I understood that. But but really coming into it, when, when that pen hit the paper, uh, that was not – I wasn't on a high point in my career. Uh, I just, you know, uh, got let go from the team that drafted me. Uh, I was rated like the worst safety in the league a couple years in a row before that. Uh, and was really – this was a prove-it deal for me. And so coming back to the East Coast – I had just made up my mind that if I was, if this was going to be, you know, my last contract or my last, you know, team, then how would I want to, you know, what do I want my legacy to be? And and it really just grounded me back to having fun playing the game. And so when I, when I put on that Eagles uniform, it was me just really all expectations kind of on the ground and just having fun again. And um, man, it changed my career. The The six years that I did in Philly, uh, I had some of the most fun <laughs> playing the game of football. Uh, all of the games, all of the situations, the teams, the different circumstances, uh, on the biggest stages with the most hostile uh, fan and invested fan group, uh, fan base uh, in the world, um, and left with no regrets. And that's that was something I was definitely grateful for. Uh, the opportunity to to play in Philadelphia, play for the Eagles, was something that. Um, you know, I, I didn't plan if you would have asked me years ago uh, how I would have saw my, my career going. But, man, did it did it mean the world to me. Met the world of Philadelphia, too. You were this generation's Dawkins. It was amazing having you in Philadelphia. And I know you could probably answer this question all day long, but with all the fond memories you have, can you describe that one special memory for the Philadelphia Eagles fans that really sticks out for you and you'll remember it for the rest of your life? Um, well, I, I think it's, it, it, they're really, there, there are no, the one thing I learned about, um, when you make it to a Super Bowl and a championship, most, most times we only talk about the game and like the, the parade, those moments, but realistically, when you think about it, those moments are only made significant because of the journey before that, all of the moments that led in the context that led up to that finale or these, these, you know, pivotal points are really what you cherish. And to me, that was, that's what I love most is just the journey that, that we're on that those, when you look at those moments and if I show my kids that, right, I can show them a play and it's just like any other play, but I have to tell them the entire story of what was going on in the city, what was happening with the team, Carson got hurt. This happened, you know, and then it's like, wow, now all of these plays and, and the significance of it, this being the first championship, this is what happened to all of the teams that came before us. Now, all of a sudden, this game and the context around it, these moments mean the world. And so I think it's it's important that um, so I would say my favorite it's a long, long answer to that. My favorite, I would say, is is being able to talk to players i remember when i first got there in those first like two years 14 15 um i can only talk to them about what, what winning a super bowl will be like like i'm telling you i already know the route it's gonna go down broad street it's gonna be people everywhere you, you won't even you won't even believe it like you know and i'm trying to explain what i can articulate and to be able to take them on this journey and be on that journey to actually fulfilling it and seeing it and bringing it to fruition was probably my favorite favorite part being able to watch my teammates experience what I had experienced before in New Orleans it's amazing so I know Eagles fans and media members alike would like to get your current take on the Eagles safety groups but I'm just going to hone in on one player that you spent 
seven games with, but you still have some experience with, and it's Marcus Epps. He's uh, expected to take on a much larger role for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think, you know, when I was there, he was a player that was behind me and Rodney, but was 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 rising fast on the depth chart. Somebody who's physically uh, gifted and, and smart enough to understand defenses and where he needs to be and alignment and leverage. And I think he's soaked up a lot of game. And that was one of the things that I, I recognized about him early is that, you know, he's somebody who wants to know uh, how to become the best player he can. He stick around late after meetings and ask questions and, and, and watch extra tape. And so for me, I know just because of those things, he's going to be fine. Um, you know, obviously he, he's going to, he's going to be having a ton of expectations and we know how Philadelphia feels about his safeties. <laughs> so, Absolutely. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a daunting task, but I think, you know, like anybody, he's got to take the same approach and deal with the same stuff that, you know, even I went through where you can't be, you can't try to be Dawkins or myself or whoever, because you can't, you know, I've, I've tried, I've done that before. I've, I've watched Dawkins tapes. I can't do what he does. That's why he's who he is. Um, and so you got to, he's just got to figure out what he does really well. And I think he's got great ball skills. I think he's got range. Um, he tackles well. And, and as long as he can continue to develop his game and what he does well and tries to be the best, you know, Epps he can be, I think he'll be fine. And Jalen Hurts, we've got to ask about Jalen Hurts. He made his first NFL start against your Saints. Uh, yeah. There was a moment captured between the two of you that I'm going to replay real quick just so everybody can remember. So what are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia going forward? Do you believe that the Eagles possess a franchise-caliber quarterback? I do believe that they possess a franchise-caliber uh, quarterback. Um it just comes down to – and, you know, you always want to see, well, are they going to invest in that? And I think they they have. You look at, you know, all of the players they've acquired in the draft over the last few years. They, he's got weapons. And and so now it's, you know, can you build the, the, the scheme around what he does to really, you know, take that off? Um, and, and then we'll see. But Jalen does, you know, have to perform. But I think he's answered the bell on if he's, you know, if he can play in this league, if he's a college quarterback – uh, but he does have a unique style, right? And we can't deny that. So if you're not going to cater to what he does best, then then he you won't max out his potential. But he's he's a leader, and and that's something that um, you know you can't question. A young guy comes into your locker room and has all the respect of the veterans. That doesn't happen on accident, right? That doesn't happen because they say you're the quarterback, and we've seen that in the past. So I think everything you know everything checks off. And it's just about, you know, can it or is this going to work or not? <laughs> and, and that's yet to be seen. And I'm, I'm I know I'm excited about it. I think for me, I played on, a, in my mind, one of the most dominant defenses in the league the last two years with the Saints. And the Eagles was just the one team that we could not figure out. And I think for both games, we played them rushed for over or close to 200 yards. And and nobody ran on us. Um, and a lot of that has to do with Jalen Hurts and the and the, the dynamics that he brings to the table. So um, you know, it's I think the sky's the limit, but it is gonna take a group effort. Malcolm, I'm looking so much forward to that whiskey and again, thank you so much for the service that you do off the field continuing for social reform. Uh, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Of course. All right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, Connor, thanks. Yep, thank you guys so much. No problem.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.